Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, 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 just for you, Joel. Uh, another episode of Geek Vibes Live. Fuck it, Joel. I will never stop that. Uh, welcome <laughs> to another episode. I am your humble host, Joan, and I'm joined by probably oh, the smartest mind. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm not humble? All right, okay. Um, I'm joined by <laughs> some of the smartest minds in the geek world. Uh, That's my bullshit. Up, Dane. Oh, all right, but me being humble is, okay, got you. Um, Dane, what's going on, Dane? Speaking about humble, I'm just always trying to find ways to make, you know, get myself over, so, you know, shit happens to good people. But anyways, hi, how's it going, everyone out there in America and everywhere else? It's a lovely day in, in Georgia. Well, all right. Uh, <laughs> Nick, what's going on, Nick? Man, I'm watching this fucking, uh, game right now is March Madness game and I swear to God if Tennessee blows this game I'm going to be so mad at Kanan I will fully blame Kanan because mm-hmm. it's his fucking team I got him in the final four I should have known better um, but I'm like I'm on pins and needles right now man <laughs> yes as Kanan is somewhere possibly freaking out more than you are at this moment but um, there I don't know I got $420 riding on this shit man mm-hmm. Whoa. Oh, no, no. Well, I'm I got, I got twenty. I should clarify. I got $20 riding on it, but if I win the bracket, I get 420 So, like, that's a fucking lot of money. Like, I'm I'm trying to win oh, that okay. shit. Oh, okay. All right, Nick, that's a huge difference. One is, like, you might lose 420 The other is, okay, Yeah, that's what I clarified. Okay, all right. Don't scare me like that, man. I'm like, hold on. We got to end this show and, like... Call it in, make a fix or something. So they can get this Does someone have a gambling problem on Geek Like everyone can chip in to like buy off my my bet. Like, hey, we'll we'll give you we'll chip in, give you a hundred dollars, just and call it call it quits now. Just like don't don't make Nick have to pay four hundred twenty bucks. Oh, a thousand percent. That's what the whole episode would be catered to. Four twenty, uh, man. But last but not least, uh, Joel, what's going on, Joel? Hey yo. <laughs> you Scott Hall? Hey, he yo. Never he I'm never not sure if it works on, over over the phone, but you know, I tried it. Yeah, you did, and you sounded just like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. So if that's what you were trying for, you succeeded. Hey, all right, let's move. I'll in. take it. <laughs> right, I guess. So. Um, I think he's fired. Yeah, well, I mean, Joe's age matches Sylvester, but anyway, let's move into some uh, trailers. We got a lot of trailers to go over. Let's okay. start with the one. Let's start with the one that Nick was talking about. He was hoping we could talk about this week from last week's episode, and that's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Nick, I'll actually start with you, man. What were your thoughts on Quentin Tarantino's ninth, if I'm not mistaken, film? Correct. Uh, it's his it's his ninth uh, full motion picture. Um, not not counting uh, you know a movie like Four Rooms where he directed a quarter of it. Um, 
um, uh, you know, along with three other directors. Um, but yes, his, his ninth full-length motion picture. Um, dude, I, I'm super excited. Like, not a lot going on in this teaser, um, and I wouldn't expect there to be, like, I mean, Tarantino's got that name brand recognition, so he's not really going to give you a whole lot. But it did kind of submerse you in the world that he's created, um, you know, with, with this uh, ninth film of his. Uh, I mean, you get that, like, that late 60s vibe, um, you know, I mean, definitely going on, uh, both with, like, kind of the surrounding culture, um, but also, like, you, you know, with, with these, you know, with our main characters, with with Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, you're, you're seeing, like, the the... I guess the, the last of the frontier of the classic Western movies, that's really when they started to kind of die out was the late sixties. Um, and they had had a long run up until that point. Um, so it's interesting to see that, that like sort of um, uh, dichotomy. Uh, and I, I fully expect him to completely kind of delve into that, uh, you know, uh, in this in this movie, um, but yeah, man, I'm super excited. Um, we got a little bit of quippy dialogue. Um, the line the line from Brad Pitt was like, "What I so I carry his load?" Yeah, that sounds about right. Like that was great. Um, classic, like little little Tarantino dialogue. He's so good at. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm super pumped. Uh, it's not gonna take much to get me excited. Uh, you know, for this movie because I'm just already so excited. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, like I said, the biggest things that I took away was just the, the atmosphere that it, it seems like it's, it's putting together. Um, because that, that time period, there was so much going on. Um, and you know, it's so much to draw from and I'm just excited to see Tarantino be able to tackle that. Yeah. I, I, I do want to say before I, uh, I move on to, to you, Dane, to get your take, um, First of all, huge shout out to Mike Mo, um, who, thanks to Joel's fan casting, is now a friend of Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, Mike Mo in this trailer is playing Bruce Lee. Um, so Nick, I wanted to get your thoughts on what you what you were thinking when you first saw that. Like, were you like, oh my god, he looks just like Bruce Lee? Like, this is insane. Like, walk me through your thoughts when you first saw uh, Mike Mo's Bruce Lee. Oh yeah, uh, I mean it was great, dude. Like he definitely. Uh, you know, seem to capture, um, capture the essence of Bruce Lee. I, uh, you know, I've, I've often, uh, you know, kind of do, yeah, it make probably like once every six months, I'll like do a, uh, a Mortal Kombat fan casting. And so like, when I saw this, I was like, <laughs> Liu Kang, like, is this, is this guy, like, could he be Liu Kang? Um, cause I mean, obviously Liu Kang was, it was very much, uh, you know, initially based off Bruce Lee. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, so yeah, I mean, but I, I loved it. I, I loved, that was another, uh, example of great banter, um, you know, where he has a line about how his fists are considered deadly weapons. And if he were to accidentally kill him, uh, you know, he'd go to jail. And of course, Brad Pitt's like, you idiot. Like anybody goes to jail if they accidentally kill somebody in a fight called manslaughter. (laughs) Like that was great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, he, he looked awesome. Um, definitely, uh, like I'm, I'm sure he's, he's going to be kind of a small part, but, um, it'll be fun, you know, in my estimation to see Bruce Lee kick the shit out of Brad Pitt's character. Um, and I, I just kind of wonder like, what's the setup here? Like, um, is this, is this essentially like, uh, you know, just. 
Brad Pitt's character hearing about this guy who's like a super badass um, and like walking over to like a different part of the studio um, to check it out? Or is this like going to be a, a, a movie that Leo's character is starring in and that's how they interact? Um, I think a lot of that, uh, I think that'll, it'll be an interesting dynamic to see how, um, how they come to blows. Cause it definitely seems like they're going to fight. Um, and I would fully expect Bruce Lee to kick his ass. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, you mentioned Mortal Kombat, uh, Joel actually fan cast Mike Mo for, um, Shang-Chi. Um, so, I mean, I would definitely like to see what Mike Moe was able to do with that, especially since I found out he was in Inhuman. So he definitely deserves a taste of the better life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully he gets it. Uh, but definitely huge shout out to Mike Moe. Um, Dane, I, I want to pass it over to you. You could start with Bruce Lee, or you can just go right and see your thoughts on the trailer. But um, kind of walk me through your thoughts when you first saw this trailer. Um, I was just blown away. I mean, it doesn't take much for me to see a Tarantino trailer even. Obviously, there's, you know, particular trailer companies that you work with to cut your film into something exciting. But I feel like every time I see a Tarantino trailer, either he has a specific company that works for him every single time that just knows what he's going to, you know, what, what his vision is, basically. Or he actually has part in it because the music, the little scene beforehand with Leo and Brad that Nick already kind of talked about, just the whole thing just amazing. And I love that part where the girl tells him that's the best acting performance, uh, whatever. And Leo starts crying. Like, I, I mean, the fact is this is about, or, or has some subplot within it with, you know, Tate, who's played by Margot Robbie getting killed by Charles Manson's cult. But you wouldn't know that from this trailer. It just kind of, like he said, it's about Hollywood during that time period. And my God, the actors that are going to be in this movie, I'm sure a lot of them is cameos, but Pacino and, and, and Dakota Fanning and Marco Robbie, obviously, uh, Damian Lewis. I mean, there's so many A-listers or just great television actors, Kurt Russell, Timothy Oliphant. I mean, I just can't wait for this film. It's going to be a who's who from Hollywood. It's going to be a great love letter, I think, to 1960s Hollywood. And we haven't even seen the darker part of what this movie's going to encounter. So I'm extremely excited. Like I said, I love the music, love how it was cut. Tarantino movies are, it's, it's kind of like, I hate, like when it comes to Tarantino films, it just stands by itself. It just, you don't need anything else. You know, I'm going to go see it. It doesn't have to be a Marvel film. It doesn't have to be a, super, a, a certain genre film. He's his own genre, if you will. And I will always see his films, whether he has a 10th one or this is his last one. I'm extremely excited, if you can't tell, for this movie. I do want to ask you this, Dane. I'm not comparing movies. I just want to know trailer-wise. Um, who do you think cuts a more entertaining trailer, Rodriguez or uh, Tarantino? Well, I mean, they are good friends, and they've always kind of, especially Rodriguez's older work, uh, kind of, you know, you can tell that, certain directors kind of share a certain cinematic vision. Um, I don't know if it's a certain cinematographer both guys might have used in, in a situation like that, but very similar to like a Guy Ritchie. There's just a certain style of filmmaking um, that all of those directors kind of have. But when it comes to trailers to get you pumped up, I haven't been pumped up for anything from Rodriguez in years. So I'm going to go with Tarantino every single time. Fair enough. I think that's how, I think was the 
series Rodriguez did. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, those were the last times I was like really pumped, and then I guess Alita, but I haven't even seen it yet. So then maybe that's a lie. But his his original stuff, um, just the way he he cut it, I just I would get so hyped. It just seemed like it was so much fun. Um, but yeah, no, no, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, Dane. And yeah, it, it's funny because I was gonna ask you, Dane. Um, I thought Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Manson. Wow. Um, I thought, uh, was it Charles Manson? Was the killer? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I thought Tarantino uh, was doing a movie. I, I do really badly. I thought Tarantino <laughs> was doing a movie about um about him, and then I started thinking like, no, maybe it's incorporated in this movie. So when you had mentioned that, I was actually going to ask you, like, wh- were we going to see uh, a bit more darkness in this movie? than the happiness that it seemed like. Because it seemed like a comedy, um, more so than, than anything else, just from the cut of the trailer. Um, but just from what was being said about the movie and everything, is this going a more darker route um, than what the trailer kind of perceived it to be? Well, I, I would assume so, because, I mean, there's, like I said, some really dark subject matter um, within the story of what happens. I mean, Margot Robbie's character gets murdered by you know cult members from charles manson's cult within it i think they might have shown the actor that's playing charles manson there was a guy that looked very charles manson like if you will uh but it was a brief flash to the trailer uh but yeah i mean there has to be some it's not going to be just just uh roses and daisies and shit there's definitely going to be i would say a darker subplot going on that's going to kind of shake all the actors that know her and and you know just the scene itself in hollywood during that time. All right. I also, I didn't even know. It was, it was so weird when I heard it, but this is Leo's first movie since The Revenant. I didn't even know that. I yeah. believe so. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. And The Revenant was Damn, that's so great. many years ago. Say it again, yeah. he, was, he was off spending lots crazy. of money and, and being an environmentalist and stuff and uh, taking a break after he finally got a fucking Oscar. So that's awesome that, yeah. you know, yeah, I guess. if anyone's going to get him out, of his retirement, it would be Quentin Tarantino or Scorsese. Yeah, absolutely, I hate it. Quentin was there more, more so, but yeah, like damn, that's crazy. Yeah. I like I hadn't even thought about that, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's I, that's a three-year hiatus, like just about. Yeah. Like I mean, so that's crazy. Yeah, that's like that, Jack that's Nicholson exactly, hiatus style. Like, yeah, that's, that's exactly that's what really I said gnarly. to myself. I was like, yeah, that's that's a little crazy because I kind of felt like there was a stretch where like Leo had something like at least every other year, at least. Um, and then the idea of like, Oh, three years, almost three years went by. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Tarantino's the guy to bring him out. Um, Joel, Mike Mo being your cat, your fan casting, um, for the Shang-Chi movie. What were your thoughts seeing him as Bruce Lee, knowing that that character is supposed to be like a Bruce Lee type? Um, how much fun was it to see him play that character? And then your overall thoughts on the trailer. Well, I've been a big fan of Mike Moe for a while because um, my uh, I first was introduced to him and he did a, a short fan um, fan series. I wouldn't call it a film. Uh, it was like a series of uh, for for Street Fighter called Assassin's Fist, where he played Ryu, and so he really did really good during in that series. And I was. 
completely sold on the guy since then. Uh, I just wanted him to do bigger, better things, and eventually got stuff like Triton on Inhuman. I mean, he got the role of Bruce Lee. When I found that out, I was super excited for him because that's a Tarantino movie. You get it in a Tarantino movie, that could, that could jumpstart a whole career. So Bruce Lee's a huge character, uh, person in, real, like, real life. So for him to get a big, big role like that for him, I was just really happy for him to get that role. And then when to finally see it in the trailer, um, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was because he did look a lot like him, but he also sounded a lot like him. Uh, if you know Bruce Lee, the way he sounds and the way he, the way he looks, he, he he got both of those together. And so I was just very happy um, for Mike Moe and, and just in general because the trailer was great. I mean, I well, it well, didn't give us much. I did like uh, like everyone else was saying, uh, Brad Pitt, Leo were, were great in it. Um, Margot Robbie, we didn't get we didn't get to see a lot of uh, Margot in it, but we did see some of her. Um, and I'm very curious to see how this movie is going to play out and what capacity everybody plays like it is an interesting time it is during the manson murders and i believe bruce lee lived not that far from that house (laughs) like from where the murders happened so uh i'm very curious to see how that all plays out um in the movie um so good teaser or whatever you want to call it i'm really happy for mike uh and and i I was i think for me at least he stole he stole the trailer got you i do want to ask everyone really quickly keep the responses super quick before this comes out, how many more trailers or teasers do you need? Or is this one good enough to just completely sell you and you don't need any more? I'll start with you, Joel. I don't need much. Uh, One more maybe, uh, just so I get a better feel for it, but that's it. Okay. Dane? Uh, You know, for commoners, if you will, they're going to need another trailer, maybe a couple teasers for television, but I don't need to watch them. I'm already sold for the movie itself. But expect a couple more. Fair enough. Nick? Yeah, I mean, I would expect probably, like, a full length. Like, this is this is pretty much a teaser. Um, it's right. maybe a little bit longer than your average teaser, but it's still, I mean, it's a teaser. Because um, you're not really getting anything out of this other than just kind of the vibe. Um so, yeah, I would expect two more, but, I mean, it, it, like, uh, you know, a full-length, you know, actual trailer and then, you know, something to follow that, um, and then maybe a couple TV spots. I mean, that's just the way things work. But, yeah, I, I don't need anything else. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, if I'm being quite honest with you guys, once I heard Quentin Tarantino, I didn't even really need this teaser. It was icing on the cake to hear Leo, Brad, Margo, um, and then to see the teaser, but I don't think I've – I don't think I've ever missed the Quentin Tarantino movie, so it doesn't take much to to get me on board for for Quentin. Um, but I'm still on the on the mindset of he should direct a Red Dead Redemption movie before he retires. Just saying, do it, Quentin, for us, for the culture. You're ridiculous. Um, yep, sorry. you are ridiculous. <laughs> He's not going to do a genre movie at all before he retires. It's not going to happen. No, I know, He'll do a western movie. He's not going to do another western, much less a western with an storyline already in place like not gonna happen well tell rocksteady or rockstar to suck one that you want to create your own story from it anyway let's move on so he would just um, make his own story with his own its own name it wouldn't be red dead redemption then that's fair enough well, fair enough whatever uh, all right let's move on let's go into stranger things season three we got a trailer for that just as randomly as we got once upon a time in hollywood um there was no build up for it or, or lead into it um, it was just, boom, here you go. I like, <laughs> don't forget about us, guys. Um, Dane, I want to start with you. What were your thoughts for the first trailer for Stranger Things Season 3? 
We're seeing shots of the mall I used to go to as a kid uh, within there. That's for damn sure, because they filmed it over here in Georgia and the uh, Gwinnett Mall in Duluth, uh, something that was the only mall before the Mall of Georgia was up in Milton Buford, uh, was the mall that I went to. And uh, they turned it into an 80s mall, and I kind of, uh, since no one fucking goes in there, uh, just hope they keep that look, and maybe it can be a museum or some bullshit. Either way, um, I I really like the trailer. I love these characters. I like the fact that they're kind of showing that the kids are, are growing up, basically, and it's kind of crazy if you think about it. Um, and uh, everything with Eleven, I wonder what's going on with her. Um, you know, it's it's definitely – they have a lot to um, live up to with the last two seasons. Anytime with a movie franchise, and they're kind of treating it like that with, like, Chapter 3, Chapter 2 um, – the third movie always can make and break a trilogy, basically. And even when it comes to if they go past, you know, with another season, with a fourth season, this is going to be a hard season to live up to. Even if you have more, you know, you have more filming locations and whatnot and more actors in it, doesn't mean it's going to be necessarily better. You got to keep on going with a good story. And I think that they can achieve that. And it definitely shows that they have a heck of a lot. Guys, think about the budget for the first season with the monster in that and how we all said, you know, he looked cheesy, but we liked it because it had an eighties feel. And then think about the last Mm -hmm. monster they show in this, the amount of money that they have for this is amazing. I love the Duffer brothers. I can't wait to see what their next project is after stranger things, even if they're currently making, you know, whatever I can go for this being the last season, I can go for them continuing to do it. If they think that they can keep on excelling, but if this doesn't, then obviously I think this would be it. Either way, the trailer itself was awesome. Um, I just I, I liked everything. I love these kids. I love the story. I can't wait to find out the next chapter for this group. Yeah, I originally thought <clears throat> from the feel of it that it, it was approaching um, its end. I mean, I I kind of feel like uh, Millie is is starting is starting to outgrow it. Like her star is starting to shine brighter. Um, so she might want to start to let this be the, the end of her, her run um, on the show. But it all depends on what this third season does. Um, like, it depends on her arc. It depends on uh, a lot of things. Um, I, I do kind of want to see them explore the full extent of her power. I kind of feel like last season they were toying with it, um, the idea of, like, fully exploring her power. Um so I'm really excited, and like to, to to your point, Dane, to see like how crazy that monster at the end looks. Like it seems like the monsters are getting a lot stronger. So like I need her to evolve with the monsters. So um, there, there's a lot because obviously the story is pretty much about her. It revolves around her. Um, so you can't just go, all right, well she's done with the show, and you know that's it. Like no, you got to kind of put a bow on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a really fun trailer. Um, uh, I'm trying to think exactly. I, I think it was, I thought it was really sweet to see the the beginning of it, surprising him for his birthday, then him macing them, um, or spraying bug spray, whatever it was. I thought that was hilarious. Um, it was it was a good feel, and it feels like this season's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I wasn't super high on last season, um, so I'm expecting a lot from this. And uh, Dan, you hit it right on the head with uh, the third in final of like a trilogy usually makes or breaks it. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see um, where they kind of set the bar with this one. Um, but Nick, I'll go to you next. Uh, your thoughts on Stranger Things season three 
first official trailer. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I love the backdrop of Baba O'Reilly, um, one of the all-time greatest side A track ones. Um, yep. So, like, you know, that that was just amazing. Uh, Juwan, do you know what a side A track one is? Isn't that like a cassette tape? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, that works too. Um, I was thinking more of like a vinyl record, but sure, cassette tape is acceptable. Um, oh, okay. But uh, I love yeah, the Beach Boys uh, at the end too. Yeah, um, but I, you know, I loved it. I thought that the way that they kind of spliced it was was also interesting. Um, you know, not not just having the song um, in its like normal form. Um, it was interesting. I, I thought it was a, a, a cool way to like set everything up. Um, but yeah, I, I love the first bit of the trailer where, you know, they're welcome, welcoming back. Um, what's his name? Um, like that was awesome. Uh, I, and, and, you know, like I think Juwan, you're the only bigger stand, uh, than I am for dad, Steve. <laughs> um, and oh, like, yeah, his time. relationship, like that, that relationship is just amazing. Uh, what's the what's the kid's name? The character's name? The Dustin. Did they welcome back Dustin? Dustin. Yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, like that that little bit at the end too was great, where they're you know doing their little uh, you know uh, kind of like high five routine, if you will, um, and and the you know the other chicks like like how many like kid friends do you have? And he's like, uh, well. Um, you know, just just the ones that I've saved uh, like twice now, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, dude, I I love it. Um, I think that was probably like Steve was definitely my favorite character in the second uh, in the second season, um, which is mm-hmm. so crazy because I mean he's your least favorite character in the first season. Um, so mm-hmm. the way they were able to kind of shift that dynamic was brilliant. Um, but yeah, I mean I I really do I love. It everything that I got in this trailer. Um, the dude with the, um, the silence silencer pistol, the pistol with the silencer. Um, that makes me think like there's kind of, they're bringing back a lot of play on the, um, you know, the, the, essentially the fact that there's, uh, uh, still this whole kind of CIA element to deal with in the, um, real world, so to speak, not in the upside down. Um, so that's interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see how they like kind of play that out, and, and if they run with that, maybe more. Um, my biggest thing here is like, um, and I don't blame them for trying it in the second season, but like, no side plot. We don't need that. Like, uh, I, and if you do it, like, just do it a little better, <laughs> I guess. Um, like, not that I, not that I didn't. Uh, I, I admired their willingness to try it. Um, I thought it, it was kind of a classic example, in my opinion, of um, like movies that are trying too hard to set up other things and not telling their own story in season two. Um, like I thoroughly enjoyed season two. Um, I didn't, you know, I, I preferred season one, but I, I mean, I thought season two was still great. Um, but that whole side plot, it, it seemed like a lot of setup, and I would just maybe course correct a little bit and just you know, not worry about that so much. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I'm really excited for season three. Um, I do kind of hope this is the last season. Uh, you know, not that I won't obviously watch, 
um, like a season uh, four um, or five or six, like LeBron James there. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I do think this kind of series should have a shorter run. Um, I definitely wouldn't go beyond five, and I, I would think three. I, I would just set it up to cap it off at three. Um, and then let the Duffer brothers do something different. Um, because I mean, this is kind of all they're known for right now. And I'd like to see them tackle some other stuff, um, you know, sink their teeth into something new. Um, so I, I kind of hope that's the way it goes down, but you know, we'll see how that all plays out. But yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped. Yeah. I do also hope that we see the, the stakes get a little higher. Um, obviously not of the kids, but I do need to see somebody go. Um, I just kind of feel like if everyone keeps surviving, what, what are the stakes heading into each year? Because we know you're not going to kill the kids. So it's like, what what are the actual stakes here? Like just random people that we don't care about dying? Like, no, I need actual stakes. Something that um, kind of leaves you to where you're like, man, they really, like he died? Like last season they tried to do it with the um, – Will's mother's boyfriend, and it was just like, that was super sad, mainly because it's like, I don't think I've seen someone die worse than that since Samuel Jackson and Deep Blue Sea. Um, but it's just like, I wasn't invested fully. Yeah, I gotta say this, though. Like, both of those death scenes were, like, super dope, in my opinion, anyway. Um, But I will agree with you that they do share a lot of parallels. Like it, it, like you could feel it coming, um, and then like when it happened, it was like still like oh shit, you know like but like it, it's one of those situations where you you watch it the first time and you kind of get that oh shit moment, and then you're like man they set us up so much for it like, um, but yeah like that's a that's a great uh, parallel like definitely uh, he went out Sam Jackson Deep Blue Sea style for sure, a hundred percent a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I just I, I, I need there to be higher stakes because, um, like I said, at the end of the day, if everyone's surviving, then yes, please wrap this up after <laughs> season three, season four, because it's just like, I, what are we doing here? Um, and no, I'm not saying I need them to kill all the main characters. No, but just someone so you feel, you know, you feel like the stakes are are at their highest. But if no one, that's can, exactly what he's saying, by the way. Just no. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> um, Joe, I'll go with you. Your thoughts on the Stranger Things season three official trailer? It was good. I mean, I agree with what everybody was saying. I had a good time watching it. Uh, I think my favorite part of the trailer was basically them having to deal with them getting older. So I really am looking forward to seeing them dealing with them not being really kids anymore. They're coming into being actual teenagers and uh, so, I, you know, we all dealt with it at one point in our lives, so I just can't wait to see how they play it off in, in this, this current season. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily need it to go past this season. If this is the end, I'll be cool with it. I've really enjoyed what I've gotten so far. If there's another season, I'll probably be there, just like Nick. Uh, so, you know, just based on what I saw, I liked everything I saw. I just can't wait to finally see it. Yeah, I, I, will, I will go to you, Dane, before we, we move on to um, our, our next trailer. Do you feel as though the show somewhat, not completely, just somewhat, um, lacks, um, I completely just saw some train of thought, uh, lacks high stakes, sorry. Well, we won't know, obviously, until we, like, start the season a bit. I mean, we can't tell from this trailer, I don't think, but uh, 
I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we didn't even talk about uh, that went on. You know, all that stuff with uh, uh, the guy who played Jason, or the guy who played the Red Ranger on, on Power Rangers, who plays the older brother. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he has that, mm-hmm. like he's turning into Venom or some shit. So I don't know what the hell's going on with you know his arm. I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff that, that right. hits us, but we gotta we gotta actually see a little bit more. Of, and I, I, honestly, I don't want to see any more. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a, a a bigger trailer that that shows you more of the plot. But I like the last two seasons. I'm willing to go into this blind, and I think that there will be high stakes, especially if they're trying to wrap it up. Fair enough. I will say, as early as they did this trailer, we probably won't see another one. So early, maybe mid-June, that kind of leads us right into uh, July. That'd be the smartest thing to do. Like, don't oversaturate me <laughs> with Stranger Things trailers. Like, I- I'm with Dane. I do want to know as little as possible heading in, because I felt like this didn't answer anything. Like, I have more questions now than I did before I saw the trailer. Um, and that's perfect. That That's usually how, you know, you kind of want to go into things. So, I think it'll probably be around June, June-ish, around then. Uh, leading into July, which is fine with me. Um, but all right, let's uh, let's move on. We got two more trailers. Let's go into Toy Story 4. Joel, I'm actually going to start with you. What were your thoughts on the Toy Story 4 trailer? It was, it was a fun trailer. Uh, it, it didn't wow me by any standard, but uh, I, I, I am curious to see how they, they interact with some of the newer toys that they bring in. And uh, Keanu Reeves' toy, I think it was the, playing, uh, the biker, the the biker toy, whatever the fuck that one was. I want to see how, how much of a role that thing has in it. Forky seems like a nice addition. I, I don't know if it's him or not, but he sounds like the, the same voice as the dude from um, uh, Big Mouth, uh, the main character from that. So I, I don't know if it's the same guy, but it sounds very similar. And I love that show. So if he's actually doing the voice of Forky, that's pretty cool. Uh, and then putting that guy with, with the Toy Story characters that we've got so far, uh, I, I'll probably be laughing a lot in that, that, in that movie. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a good trailer. No, it didn't. Again, it didn't really wow me or anything. I, I honestly can't remember most of it. I just thought, it, you know, what I saw was pretty decent. I think Nick Kroll is who you're referring to. I believe. No, I don't think. No, no not, not Nick, Nick Kroll. Kroll. No, no, the other Nick, The other main. Nick character. Kroll. Nick Kroll and John Mulaney, Maloney, Mahoney, maybe whatever. Maybe it's John Mulaney. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe Spiderham. Spiderham. Yeah, yes. John. Yeah, him, right. Those are the two main characters in uh in yeah. Big Mouth, if, if I'm not mistaken, because I don't want to say that. Probably him. I just I think. Right, right, um, right. Yeah, I, I I agree with you about the sense of it, it didn't really, uh, you know, necessarily extremely wow me, but again, it's not really catered to us, so uh, wowing is anymore. not what I'm looking for <laughs> uh, anymore. Right. Um, I was just looking for. For one or two things, I was looking for uh, a lot to make me laugh, or if this is truly the end, something to make me emotional. I didn't get the feel of emotional, but I definitely got the feel of uh, laughter. So it, I, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jane, I'll go to you. Simple. Um, oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying, Joel? No, I said simple. Oh yeah, very simple. Uh, Jane, I'll go to you. Your thoughts on the uh, the new Toy Story four trailer? Not for us. I'm not giving it to the fucking late millennials and Generation Zers. Fucking Toy Story's mine. <laughs> they can kiss my ass. Give me a goddamn break. Anyways, uh, Tony Hale from Arrested Development is doing the voice of Forky. I looked it up while you guys oh, okay. were bantering about it. All right. Oh, okay. Sounds he plays cool. the weird brother on Arrested Development. Um, anyways, oh, okay. uh, 
It looks oh, fine. Oh, okay. Just, I'll, I'll, All right. I'll just I'll just say that. I mean, I I'm sure there's gonna be more to the story. I didn't really feel the need for a fourth one. They're doing it. I love the third one. I love the trilogy itself. Um, but they're gonna try another one, and I'll be uh, I'll be along for the ride. And uh, it looks like it will be some type of you know, um, what the hell was the name of that movie with the cats and the dog, the two dogs and the cat, where they get stranded and they have to Homeward get back. Homeward Bound. Uh, there Home, you go. Bound. Very similar, yeah, it seems, to that plot. And, uh, or I'm The Incredible sure Journey. Be great. I, oh, there you go, <laughs> The Incredible Journey. It, it was incredible, like The Incredible Hulk. The original. Um, but I just, uh-huh. I, I feel like I would be really pissed off if I was a very well-made toy like Buzz Lightyear and my owner started playing with a fucking spork that she put uh, little <laughs> blue eyes and shit on. So I feel pretty insulted if I was Buzz, but of course it goes right over his head. And, uh, you know, Woody, Woody will save him, I think, and they'll probably all die. Hopefully not. What, oh. um, it got dark last I, time. I will ask this, Dane. Um, first, I want to ask you, did you get a sense of, like, feeling emotional from this trailer at all? Uh I mean, in the way of, of it being a part of my childhood, more of a nostalgic. But no, I, if there's going to be some emotional beats, they're going to save it for the movie and just destroy us uh, like Pixar likes to do. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like towards the end of the trailer, it was looking to kind of pull on that emotional string, and I just didn't I didn't get it. So I was kind of just like me, like, you know, I, I completely believed it was just me. So I wanted to ask you guys, like, did you feel that emotional string being pulled? But I don't know. I, it just didn't really hit for me. I, just, I, like I, I honestly, said, I wasn't really looking for it. I guess I could understand why due to, like I said, the the ending of the third movie. But, you know, it's it it will be a part of the plot, and I guess it will reveal itself if it is a part of it. But, I mean, all of them are about growing up, so there is some emotional weight to it either way. Yeah. Um, but who knows, you know, all this is Disney, so maybe Thanos and Snap affected, uh, the, uh, the toys at the end of the movie. Maybe they all turned to dust. Hopefully you can um, remove Forky. It is a possibility. It's all connected. Uh, Nick, I'll go to you. Your thoughts on Toy Story 4's, uh, new trailer. I liked it. I thought it was great. Um, it's it's rare that we have a trifecta of trailers that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, like usually there's at least one that I'm like, eh, didn't really do it for me. But all of these trailers, I I thought they were all great, and I thought this one, um, you know, didn't let me down either. Uh, I, I I definitely get that that um, incredible journey, homeward bound feel that Dane mentioned. Um, it, it certainly kind of seems uh, like it, it it's got that vibe. Um, which is, is is good, like uh, you know that's it's, that's an interesting um, kind of way to take things. Uh, I I do think that um, I I do agree with Dane in the sense that like it, I definitely didn't need a Toy Story four, um, but now that they're doing it, uh, like I I kind of want it to be great and and want like two more, like just like give us like two trilogies. Um, cause I mean, I would be, I think I would be totally down for that. I mean, I think that the original toy story trilogy is arguably like w- at least one of the best trilogies ever. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I think it, it kind of gets maybe overlooked when you talk about trilogies just because, I mean, it's, 
uh, you know, I mean, a, a, a Pixar movie, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a cartoon, if you will. Uh, but nevertheless, it's it's a great fucking trilogy. In fact, like I went back not too long ago and watched Toy Story two um, for the first time in years. Like I've seen Toy Story uh, like several times. I saw Toy Story three. Um, like, you know, for the first time, not too long to me, like five or six years ago. Um, but, you know, I hadn't seen Toy Story 2 since it, like, first came out. I went back and watched it recently, like, less than a year ago, and was just like, God, this movie's fucking great. Like, all of these movies are so good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I really like it. Um, my My, like, somewhat hot take, if you will, on this, is I think Buzz should die. Um, I think like there should be like a like I I no I really do. I think there should be like a like a high stakes moment where Bud sacrifices himself for Woody um, because we all know like Tom Hanks is like the 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 real driving force of these movies um, and like Tim Allen just can't stop saying stupid shit um, in the media uh, and you know. I, I, I think it would be a way uh, that you could transition if you were – if you did want to do multiple – like a couple more movies with the – like you have the Andy trilogy and then the Bonnie trilogy. Um, I, I, I think it would be a way that, that you could do that with, with you know, like a, while avoiding any of – like whatever the fuck Tim Allen's going to say next. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think that would – it, it could make a lot of sense for the movie. It could raise the stakes of the movie, um, be very, like, uh, poignant, poetic moment, um, and, like, you know, have all of those things combined. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that would be a really good idea. And, by the way, um, uh, I do, like, the, the, you know, girl's name is Bonnie. Uh, my mom's name is Bonnie, and her birthday was yesterday. So, happy birthday, Mom. I love you. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Absolutely. Happy, happy um, birthday. I hate that idea, by the way, though. Nick, just let you know. That's fine. <laughs> um, I, I will say as far as trilogies, it hands down Pixar's uh, uh, best trilogy. It doesn't have, oh, yes. like, Disney movies, Pixar, and, and, and all that. No one else has Any a successful it's the, trilogy. Well, it, yeah. it is, what, bar none, the best animated trilogy ever. Like, there's no competition. I was going to say, because, like, Disney and Pixar, what are you going to compare it to? The Cars movies? Those are, like, the weakest right. franchise they have. Well, besides Well, no, I, I meant, like, I meant, like, Lion King. I mean, or had Aladdin, a or Lion bad. King. Did Lion King have a third movie? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. But, like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's yeah, not yes, yeah. yeah, so, so Toy Story, I definitely would say, has done it the best um, out of its counterparts. Definitely, hands down. I, I, I can't even remember which one has a, a solid number two. Like a, a a part two. Ooh, um, that's a good question. So yeah, yeah. So Monster I mean, I you guys, was that any good? I never saw. Yeah. I can't even. Rem- no, Monster University. I it. I'd have to see it again. I'll say that. I won't. It say gave no me again. I have to do it again. Because the first right. one was really good. <laughs> so I don't know, but I never saw the sequel. Incredibles two was good. Okay, yeah. There's there's a good solid sequel. So oh, like okay. maybe. There you go. There you go. But yeah, I mean, as far as like the movies that have actually made three, like uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's even close. Definitely. 
But um, huge shout out to Nick for uh, finding a way of killing someone in a children's movie. Um, but all right, let's go to someone. I'm all about it, dude. Just, just let's go to someone. Get him out of there. Someone who um, killing is is uh, a sport to them at this point. And uh, let's talk our final trailer in John Wick Three. Again, not expecting uh, a trailer for this either. None of these. I was expecting a trailer from, and we got all of them. Um, Dan, I actually want to start with you for uh, for John Wick 3. What were your thoughts on the newest trailer? Holy shit, man. I mean, I, what the fuck? The, the action scenes, the thought process that, you know, they have to think about, like, all right, so what do we want to do to really up the stakes? Uh, how about a ninja fight on bikes going, you know, through traffic and shit? Yeah, I'm down. I, I don't care. I love seeing Morpheus in it. I think that he's playing that character, right? Um, and uh, all the connections of it getting back to where it is in the Matrix so that, you know, he can go and become Neo again. I, I don't really know if that's it, but really fucking cool trailer. And love Ian McShane. I think he's an incredible actor. Um, I just, I love this cast. I love um, that Halle Berry has two angry German shepherds. Um, they just better not kill any yeah. dogs, or I'll be pissed. I will be really pissed if this Rottweiler dies. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's funny, Dane, because it's like they're saying, like, this is the end of the, the John Wick, um, you know, trilogy. And I'm kind of just like, I know they're doing a show on stars and everything, but it's like, you got to give me more movies, man. Like, c- come on. Whoa. If we can have, like, 30 Fast and Furious, why can't we just have, like, 90 John Wick movies? Like, they're all... They're all as good as the one that came before them. And it's just like, keep going. I agree to an extent, though, but think about this. There was a trilogy of movies that were badass with lots of great action scenes with the Bourne movies. And Mm -hmm. after the third one, which they had three incredible films, they were going to stop. And then they tried to do one movie without it, which you could say would be very similar to the show. And then after Mm -hmm. that, they did another movie. And then the movie with... Uh, Matt Damon coming back really just didn't live up to the trilogy. So once again, it's like if you got a good trilogy, if you think you can do it, try to. But if they're they're outdoing the the action in the second one, outdoing the action in the first one. Now I don't think the second one had a better story as the first one. I, I love the story in the first one, but I mean the bigger you get, the more action. It's just going to keep on climbing. So I'm I'm actually really excited about this movie and. If they think that they can have enough story design for a fourth movie, by all means, go for it. But if they decide to wrap it up, I'd rather have just a good series from start to finish than uh, going with stuff and continuing until they, uh, they're done. They don't have any more substance. I will say, Dane, the, the biggest issue I have with the Bourne franchise, which the, the Matt Damon, the first three, I was a huge fan of. Um, the, my biggest issue was I thought at the end of it, Matt Damon was done. So then when they're like, no, we're going to do a version of it with, like, Jeremy Renner, I was just like, what? <laughs> no. Like, I thought Matt Damon was going to come back in that. And then when it was like, no, 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 it's just Jeremy Renner, I was like, oh, no. Like, no, this is, no, this is dumb. Like, <laughs> Poor <laughs> Jeremy like, Renner, Jeremy man. Renner. Between, yeah, exactly. between that and the Mission Impossible movies, always he's supposed to be the heir apparent. And then they're like, ah, you know what? We're going to go back to the main guy. Sorry, Jeremy. Go win an Oscar right. or some and, shit and, pl- and play Hawkeye. And what go. sucks about that, Dane, is I'd be completely fine with a Jeremy Renner, like, action film. Like, just something of his own. 
but it's kind of like I think a lot of the fan base was expecting Matt Damon to come back because, like, his character obviously didn't die at the end of the, the third one. So it was like, wait, what? Like, are you rebooting this? And then when they finally were like, all right, we're going to bring Matt Damon back, I, I think the excitement for that character wasn't there. Um, so everyone was just kind of like, all right, yeah. And then the movie just wasn't that good. So it was like, you know, you took too much time, and then the time you came around, you came back around to it. You could have just did Matt Damon versus Jeremy Renner. I think people would have been more entertained, but whatever. Agreed. Um, uh, I'm going to go to you, Joel. What were your thoughts on John Wick 3? The newest trailer. Sorry, I said it like you saw the movie. Who are your thoughts on the newest trailer for John Wick well, Three? I can see it now. It was incredible. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like. I really like the trailer. Uh, like, I like all the other trailers before. I really like the series. This could be, or could turn out to be, one of the best action trilogies like of all time. And uh, it's rare that you can get to, to, to that number to get three movies in a row that are all good, or at least widely considered good movies. Uh, it's hard. It's not hard. It's not easy to do, and especially for an action franchise. And this is basically just that. Um, and they do it so well, uh, as you can see in the trailer. It's just that Keanu Reeves is still on top of shit, and he's still, in, you know, in his prime as a badass. And I just, I can't wait. I can't wait. I hope it's good because I love the first two a lot. Uh, I really hope it, it it ties it up really good. And, and I don't know if it's going to be the end. But I wouldn't be upset if it was. Sometimes it's just better to go out on top, especially if it's a good movie. You might as well just go out on top. And if they want to continue in the TV show world uh, within that world, I'm fine with it. I don't necessarily need John Wick movies after this, unless they want to do an old man John Wick in the future. I'll be more down for that. <laughs> oh man, like an old man Logan? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now I want that. Come on, Joe. We got to pitch that. I want that now. You got to. Um, you got to wait a couple of years though. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's do it immediately. Like right now, start filming it. Um, it Here you go. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's funny because I I do understand where you're coming from in the sense of it's just really hard to do like three good movies. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like if you if you can hit three, like that's it. Like put the cap on. Um, right. But to me, it's like sometimes it just takes like Fast and Furious to me was getting super stale, and then it was trying to do like spinoffs, and it was just horrible. Then you bring in the rock, and now it's kind of like I'm interested again. Like <laughs> I'm kind of revitalized. Like what you're gonna do? So that's why yeah. I'm saying like if you could do a John Wick four where he's facing like this ultimate assassin that's just as much of a a boogeyman as he is, or just as much of a badass as he is, like I'm down for it. Um, if you do a fourth one, it has to br- it has to hire the stakes and it has to do something that's different than the last three. And that's why I think Fast and Furious was able to find new legs because it completely went away from racing. And now it's just an adventure movie. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, if you could do that, do it. But if that means you just got to do the series and there's no more just John Wick movies, it is what it is. Um, but, uh, Jane, really quickly before I go to Nick, did you um, have anything you wanted to add from what me and Joel just said? Le Babo Yeager. That's it. There we go. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Yeah, if, if they have an heir apparent to uh, John Wick, like a you know a, a female that takes over, like what about like Lupita? You know, just fuck it. Let's just have her be the next John Wick. I don't know where that came yeah. from, but I don't I don't have an explanation at all. But that's what I have to say about that. I don't hate it. Um, Nick, I'm gonna go to you. What were your thoughts on the new trailer for John Wick Three? You said quick. 
There's no H in there. Why do you say quick? No, I said it, it, I said it like that because... I said it like that because I kept thinking of um, Stewie annoying Brian with the Stewie Sweeten. Sweeten. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, no, I mean, dude, it's it's solid. Um, I the there's a couple parts that stand out to me. The the little line that Angelica Houston gives him and says, "All this over a puppy." And he's like, it wasn't just a puppy. Um, so like, like tying it all back to the start. Like I love things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it looks great. I I like the fact that we got like the the actually got the tease. Like Halle Berry owes him something, and I'm assuming mm-hmm. we're going to learn what that something is. Uh, you know, and and she says, you know, after this will be more than even. Um, so obviously he's calling in a huge favor here um, with her character. Uh, so I, I think that'll be interesting. I, I like really hope he makes it and gets to like live the rest of his life with Halle Berry because um, that that'd be a great life. <laughs> um, oh yeah, but you know, it's age, right? bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Um, as far as that, as far as what, like Dane said, like at that uh, early part of this conversation, um, I agree with Dane. I don't. I, I feel like once you get like a solid trilogy, just leave it at that, man. Like everybody always wants to come back and do a fourth, and then you know it's okay, and then you do a fifth, and you're like, that's ah, kind of shitty. Uh, like best example, Die Hard. Die Hard came back, did a fourth movie, and it was all right. It was okay. Like, I didn't like it at all when I first watched it, and then I watched it a couple more times, and it, it's okay. I can watch it. It got a little too much into the superhero aspect of shit. Um, but, like, the fifth one was fucking terrible. Like, it was so bad. So, Wait, the I, one with I, the sun? I watched it. I, yeah, I watch it. Oh, once. Yeah. I'll never watch. I'll never watch that movie again, ever. Um, it was so bad. I remember just being like, "This is the most ridiculous shit." Like, uh, so yeah. I I don't know. I, I I feel like this does have the legs to to you know basically be like a fast uh, type thing, Fast and Furious type thing, where you could just keep on making these movies, but. I think they got like an ultimate goal here. Um, I think. Oh, Keanu, I, thought, I thought you were gonna say that you know they could make two more shitty movies and then put the rock in it and then he'll revitalize it. I thought that. Oh was well, yeah. Fun. I mean, you <laughs> could definitely do that too. There um, you, go. you know, Fast and the Furious just like, like you know, jumped that. Uh, you know, they made two shitty movies and then brought back Vin Diesel and then brought in the Rock and took it to another level. Um, but yeah, uh, that, I don't know. As far as the trailer, though, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it, it's it's continuing to set the stakes here. Um, I'm really interested in the one-on-one fights that he has um, because they're really setting that they, – they kind of more set that up uh, in this trailer than they did with the last one um, where, you know, he's got these um, like so, somewhat like I would say um, – uh, like, uh, uh, Jawan, you and I are huge fans of the raid. Uh, like, you remember in the raid where, like, the, the, like, they, they, like, put their guns down and they're like, we'll fight this like men. Um, like, I feel like we can yeah. get, like, this is the kind of movie where we, we can get that. 
Um, so when they like break the glass and like take the, the, the knives out and like start going at it, um, like I think we could get a few scenes like that with just like characters that are just like I'm I'm too prideful to just like just kill you. Um, like I wanna earn this. Uh and like I think this is the kind of movie where you could set the stage on that. Um, by the way, they've been talking about making a raid uh remake for a while now. Um uh, the Keanu Reeves has to be in the raid remake. Like there's nobody else mm-hmm. who I would love more to be in the Ray remake than Keanu Reeves. Um and uh so yeah, I'll I'll end it there. Yeah, I, I don't know how comfortable I feel with them <clears throat> doing a, a raid remake. Um just like leave that alone. Leave leave it alone. It I know beautiful. I, I, just leave I it feel you, but if they're gonna do it, if they're gonna make an American version of the raid, I think Keanu Reeves is like he should be the uh Iku Iko Iota. I God, fuck I can't remember his name exactly. Um but like the main the main main character um from that movie who seemed like the secondary character but then uh, you know, he was kind of the main character throughout it. Um like he he should definitely be that character in the movie if they do remake it. I mean, it sounds good, but the the biggest thing about Raid was its choreography. Um, it, it was almost second Actually, to none. Actually, so I, I disagree, like, man. I think the biggest thing about the raid is like where like its setting um, is is very important. Like if you're gonna set this in America, you can't, you really can't pull it off like that. Um, like I feel like you'd still have to set it in a foreign country and just have the the like the quote unquote good guys, if you will. Um, being American, because um, it just it wouldn't work uh, unless it was like in the future or something. Because um, it, it like, really feels like like Judge Dredd, could, you know, like uh, could like John Wick beat the raid, man? You know, could he beat him? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, by a condias, bruh. Um, Crazy, but like, but yeah, like I don't know. I I I I do think if there's somebody who could pull it off, I do think it's Keanu. Fair enough. All depends on your director. So if you can get another Gareth Evans. Very true. We'll see. Um, but all right, let's move on to our main topic. Let's start with Batman. Why? Because Batman runs the world. Um, <laughs> it's because of Jerome. Uh, according to, yes, of course, yes. Only in my head. Anyway, um, according to reports, Warner Brothers and Matt Reeves uh, are looking to begin production on the Batman uh, around December 9th. I want to couple that with, excuse me, um, a description of the um, the bat suit. Um, hearing that Matt Reeves wants a bat suit and symbol that's very comic accurate, more faithful than any previous adaptation, as well as possibly using the white eyes. It's described as something similar to Telltale Games. Nick, I couldn't say that last week at all, but Joel helped me, and I got it now. Telltale. There we go. Um, Thanks, Joel. Also, I do, I do want to throw in the um, <laughs> the rumor of Batman taking place in the '90s. Dane, I want to start with you. Um, if you want me to kind of just go one by one with you, um, so I'm not putting this all on you. <laughs> um, let me. Know. Um, but whatever you want to start with, grab it and start. 
Uh, I'll knock out the costume. I might have to go back to you to reflect on the other questions, but uh, I'll start off with this one. Uh, The costume, you know, um, awesome. Uh, I would love – I don't know if it really makes a lot of sense unless they can figure out a way to do it, but, like, the whiteness in his eyes, they've never really done that. So if I get something similar to, like, the Telltale Games or, uh, say, um, even the animated series or something on on those – or, or maybe even the Hush version, if you will, um, of the costume. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but Ben Affleck's was pretty on the point. But if you're saying you're going to do it more, hey, by all means, please those fanboys, Matt Reeves, because they are pissed that you're making the Twilight guy play Batman. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm trying to think of, like, the other two things that you said. All right, back to you, Juwan. Give me another one. <laughs> uh, really quickly, I'll say – Oh, 90s. Uh, uh, yeah, the 90s. Go ahead. I, go ahead. All right. So this is a rumor I think that just some some people would like. And, and I can see why, because there's a lot of potential to doing it like that, because then you don't rule out the fact that this could be Ben Affleck's, you know, the same the same person, if you will, if you say it's placed in the 90s. And then also you have potential, if you want to, I'm not trying to fucking freak people out, of using the Scorsese Joker and he's older or whatever the fuck. So I can see it, but I feel like this is just a fanfic from Screen Rants and we really shouldn't, you know, think too much into it. But I could be wrong. If they're going that route, it might be interesting. Um, It's whatever Matt Reeves wants to do, really, when it comes to that. And um, just overall, it's starting, you know, sometime soon. I'm glad because we'll have – some closure uh, of who is playing Batman to set us all at ease because right now I think that the collective uh, group of fans, some of them are having panic attacks a little bit too fucking much towards stuff that's not really that important uh, within just, you know, society and stuff. But uh, maybe if you fucking reveal who the hell's playing Batman in the next movie, you'll help all that out. I have no idea, but I'm, you know, they're they're really going through with this and uh, Batman might have white eyes. So, Cool fucking shit. Yeah. I do want to ask one quick question of you, Dane, before I pass it to Joel. Um, with this new Batman, do you would you like to see a cape that, you know, obviously goes all the way down, but also, like in the um, Batman the Animated Series, comes across his chest? Like, um, you don't really see his arms that often because he has the, Absolutely. the fully kind of covering? I want the Dracula Batman, yes. I want that fucking look sometimes. Even upside down, for Christ's sakes, how he used to do that. Because that makes a lot of sense. Like, the cape wouldn't go forward and just fall over him and shit. But still, right. yeah, I, I, I love the bat look where he's just just talking to someone, and it's like, why, why the hell is he wrapping himself up like he's Dracula? It's Batman. He's fucking weird. Don't worry about it. Okay, never mind. That's the conversation with <laughs> Green Lantern and the Flash in the background in the meeting, you know, just talking about Batman. But yeah, 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 mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, that was definitely for Joel um, about the other days. Just the visual of that, like the visual of it being like a stormy, dark night. Um, like you look across, you see just the eyes. And then like in a flash, he's gone. You know what I'm saying? Like the visual of the eyes would look really, really, really cool. But like you said, it's all on how you're able to get it. Um, but yeah, the eyes have always been something that I think everyone in live action has, I don't want to say ignored, but not used. Um, so it's like if Matt Reeves can pull off the eyes, let's get the eyes. Like, the eyes are pretty cool. Um, but, Joel, I'll go to you. Your thoughts on it, um, it looking to begin production uh, towards the end of this year, 
the idea uh, of what the, the costume is that Matt Reeves is looking for, and then the rumor of this Batman taking place in the 90s. Well, um, it's all good news to me. Um, uh, I, I just want to see, I just I want closure, just like everyone Dana mentioned. Like, I think we need to we need to finally get some answers, you know. It's like we're all etching like fiends over here. Like, give me a name. I need a fucking name, man. That's how it feels like every <laughs> fucking week. Um, and I, I just okay. I'm just happy that you know, yeah, it kind of feels like that. And and I just I just like I can't wait that we're finally gonna get some answers, some pictures, uh, and, and a whole bunch of stuff by the end of this year. So. That's really good news for me. So, um, in terms of the look, uh, I was very happy with what I got from Snyder's version of Batman. Uh, I thought that that is currently and probably will always be the most accurate version of the costume we've ever gotten. Uh, we'll see how <laughs> Matt Reeves does. I really, I really can't wait to see what his version of the costume is. And if he wants to stay true to it, I think you follow in the same route that, that Snyder did with his Batman. Uh, I think you just maybe tweak some things here and there, but I think you pretty much stay in, in line with what he did there uh, and maybe just, like I said, just tweak it. Um, the Telltale costume, if it's got some similar to that, that's not a bad start because I do, I do enjoy the Telltale game costume. It did get adjusted in the sequel, but again, the original costume pretty damn good. Uh, the eyes, the whole thing about the eyes. I always... Uh, I was, I'm open to the eyes being not white. You know, I've gotten used to that. Every live action interpretation doesn't have the white eyes, but it is a staple in the comics and the cartoon. I kind of grew up with the Batman animated series, the white eyes. Yes. Uh, I, I love it. You know, I, 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 if you can pull it off well, and we've seen fans pull it off pretty decently. So if, if they can do it, then I can't imagine, them, you know, a high budget movie should be able to pull it off. Um, so yeah, if they can pull it off, yeah. Give me the fucking white eyes. Why not? And, and it can be easily explained. It is it is Batman and the tech and all this extra shit. And it taking place in the 90s, it makes sense if it's the same, like they said, if it's the same Batman, we you know, in the, in the world that we've been given, uh, it'll be, and they want a younger Batman. Well, younger Batman means 90s. I mean, it just, it just fits into the same timeline we've been given. Everything we've heard that him being younger, uh, late 90s Batman, uh, that, that can work uh, just based on, like, the timeline they gave us. So um, I, I would still play it off a little more vague. So I wouldn't probably specify what year it actually is. Um, but, right. Um, I would still, you know, I understand the idea of it maybe feeling uh, older than it actually, like in modern day. And that that's totally fine with me, you know. So, yeah, I, I'm a, as a big, big fan of the Batman. And like you were just telling, uh, you were just asking Dan about the whole fucking capes draping over the shoulders, that's a must for me. You don't understand how much. The only thing about this <laughs> new version of, of Batfleck didn't do it at all. And it bothered me because he had a cape. He could do it. The cape was set up that it could do it. He just never did. He just had to show off his chest for some reason. I guess because it doesn't fit because his fucking body was so huge underneath that cape. Um, <laughs> but it, it just, I, I love the look of it. Like, I grew up on Batman the Animated Series. So, like, him covering himself in the cloak, walking around with not showing himself except just seeing the cloak. Like, like Dane said, Dracula, Batman. The mystery of the bat is you don't really see anything. You just see him in his cloak. He used to run just like that sometimes, too. So, I would love that look. In terms of a detective noir driven movie, the look fits into that, that, that type of movie. So, please give me that at the very least. <laughs> And I just yeah, wanted to comment off of Joel's thing, Joan, real quick. Is that um, yeah, absolutely. Well, it just it, he would mention how even if it's not said it's in the '90s, if it has like a '90s feel or if it like looks 
you know, like it's in the past or something. That's very similar to the animated series, which we both brought up, where on the animated right. series, it was set in the 90s in the, the actual animated series itself, but they had throwbacks mm-hmm. by having all the, 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 the cars be from the 40s and all the gangsters right. driving around in, like, 1940s, you know, stuff and having the old school guns, the Tommy guns and stuff. Right. So, and, and a lot of similarities, that'd be kind of a cool reflection since, I mean, the Burton movies had that type of feel to them, too, to an extent. Also, mm-hmm. a lot of Tim Burton just his own image, but, uh, you know, that would be kind of a cool uh, aspect of going. I just hope it's like, this is definitely not, they don't need to actually like emphasize on that at all to me, at least. Right. I like that idea. Yeah. I was just about to say that, um, it's best to keep it vague because it saves you from having to, um, answer questions you don't want to answer. So it, it comes time to answer those questions. Is it Ben Affleck's so, Batman? Is it Ben Affleck's Batman? Is it Ben Affleck's exactly, Batman? Is it him? Is it him? Exactly. Because what I told Joel was, if you specify that it's in the 90s, right, and you say, whether it's now or later, that Matt Reeves' Batman, um, whoever they cast, is going to be a part of their, um, you know, their bigger universe for whenever they do a Justice League. People are going to go, well, if he was in his 20s in the 90s, he would be in present day around the same age that Ben Affleck's Batman. So then people are going to go, does that mean Ben? Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> Just be vague. Well, it's, Just be vague. it's kind of like I said about the fanfic thing, about that whole entire rationale. It's also used in that way. It's like if you say it's in the 90s, people might expect them to use Joaquin Phoenix's Joker eventually, even if he wants to just do a one-off, or it be connected with Ben Affleck's Batman. If you don't say it, but you still use visual, you know, different things that took place, whether it be vehicles and stuff like that, then you don't have to worry about it. People can believe whatever they want to believe and just do your own thing, basically. Right. Don't create a story where one is not necessary. Just like you said, it could look like the 90s all at once. And then if someone goes, is it in the 90s? You can go, no. Is it in present day? No. What would day is it in? We don't specify. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't specify. Gotham has do always game? been behind in the time. So I'll tell you that. Much. Always yeah, looking like Gotham's a second in the Great Depression. <laughs> Thank you. Gotham's always just looked bad. So it doesn't matter if it's present day, past, whatever. It just always looks bad. So to me, don't create an issue where one does not need to be. Like, I don't want to hear on the news uh, them saying the date. Uh, and tomorrow will be the first of, like, no, don't do any of that. <laughs> just tell your story. Keep it dateless. Give them whatever age you're going to give them. And let's just get used to a new Batman. That's it. That is literally mm-hmm. it. Um, but, Nick, we kind of, uh, me, you, and Sia kind of went over this um, last week. Did you have anything? Sure that you wanted to to cover from what everyone was saying uh, about um, Matt Reeves' Batman? I mean, not much. Only just that I agree with the most, you know, the, the, the prevailing narrative here. They're like, <clears throat> try to keep it a little vague. Um, it's, it, it is kind of tough um, because the way Snyder set up the DCEU was to be so realistic and to be like so much – like, in the real world. Um, so, like, you're going to have people who, you know, if somebody uses a payphone or if somebody uses a, a Nokia, like, cell phone, like, they're, they're going to be like, oh, well, this means it, it takes place between here and here and blah, 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 blah. What does this mean? Nah, nah, nah. And I agree with you, Juwan. Like, let, let's just 
pump the brakes. Let's not put too, too much stock into that. Um, but uh, I do think it's smart to set it in either like the late 90s, early 2000s um, to have like a younger uh, Batman. I mean, Ben seems to be have per, seems to have been portraying a more like like a, definitely an older Batman. They never really touch base on his age. Um, mm-hmm. It could be anywhere between forty and like fifty-five, I would say. Um, and so, you know, I I would say that gives you a lot of a lot of play, a lot of um, uh, ability to, to 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 work with that. Um, so I, I would hope that they, uh, essentially utilize that and, and make it such that, um, it can work, uh, with, uh, Ben Affleck's, uh, you know, uh, rendition of the character, but it can also work on its own. Um, and it sounds to me like that's what they're going for. Um, the fact that they're saying this is going to be like in, in the nineties, probably the late nineties. Um, it, it sounds to me like that's kind of what they're shooting for. Um, so like if you can do like a Batman trilogy that is like late nineties, then like mid two thousands and then like late two thousands, as far as like the Batman trilogy, and then you can lead mm-hmm. it all in to, um, kind of what we already have. Um, and maybe you can have, um, some kind of flashpoint movie in there to shake up everything, um, again, I've been very um, standoffish about that being the first Flash movie, um, and of course we talked about it last week, Jawan, um, as far as you know, their, you know, what they should and shouldn't do as far as um, you know uh, Ezra Miller wanting to direct his own movie and all that, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely want to see. Um, I want to. I want Matt Reeve to be able to to deliver his own version of the character, um, and if that that can tie in with what they have, we'll figure out a way to make it work. Um, and I, I I just think that's the best way to go forward from here. I I don't want to see them try to tie in um, anything that you know they've set up that maybe hasn't worked or they don't want to do going forward. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and that's, you know, again, why I love uh, that the fact that, that they're going to potentially retitle Suicide Squad sequel with The Suicide Squad and just make it its own thing. Um, I don't mind that. I, I, in fact, I like it. Um, I, you know, the Take what works and just omit what doesn't work, and then you know when we all look back on it, um, you know we can say these are the movies that really tie in with the DCEU, and these are the movies that don't. Like it's fine. Like I don't. It doesn't have to be flawless. It doesn't have to be the MCU where everything just ties together and you made everything right from the get go and everything else. Um, I don't need that. I just I want uh, these really great stories, and then as far as how they all 
tie together. We'll figure that out as we go. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I, I, I think that's kind of what they're shooting for right now, um, and I think it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, the, the the biggest thing is the elephant in the room is the fact that you've recasted um, the Batman in the DCEU. Sure. So it is oh, yeah. something you're you're going to have to answer for at some point. And as much as Warner Brothers wants you to think that Justice League is far down the line, I just saw Shazam, and I saw the reception Shazam got. So if once we get a Batman movie and a Flash movie and hopefully a Green Lantern movie, the demand will be there for a Justice League movie, and you will, by between now and that moment, have to explain why we may we may even have a new Flash, a new Superman, and a new Batman. So you will have to explain these things. But for now, keep it vague so it's something you just don't have to worry about. Simple as that. Um, but all right, let's move on. We got some Fox news. According to THR, only Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool will be brought over from Fox. Um, will be brought over from Fox. The X-Men and Fantastic Four franchises will be started over from scratch. New is still being discussed, whether to open in theaters or to launch on film, launch the film on Disney Plus. Now, this this is interesting because we knew all this. Like this is not shocking. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, they mentioned that, you know, they still had an interest in using that. We knew Fantastic Four and X-Men were going to be rebooted. The interesting thing is, and it's funny because just discussed this on Tia's um, top ten, this New Mutants is one of those things where it's like, stop mulling it over. You, at this point, can't release it in theaters. You've done absolutely nothing to market this film. And you've shown your audience that you aren't confident in your film. So the best thing to do is just what Netflix did with Triple Frontier and Bird Box, release it through your streaming service, and also a limited um, showing in, in theaters. Just do it that way. There's, there's no way this movie is going to garnish the following it would have if you just left it alone and released it last year, or even left it alone and released it earlier this year. So just cut ties with the idea of it being a huge theatrical release Release it on your streaming service, and then limit it in, in, in theaters, and just do it that way. It's simple. You're overthinking it by trying to still mull it over. Um, but, Joel, I want to start with you first on this. Your thoughts on Ryan Reynolds being brought over, but X-Men and Fantastic Four being um, obviously rebooted and recasted. Um, and then your thoughts on what to do with New Mutants. Um, expected. Uh, that's my that my reaction to it was expected. I had no doubt that Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool would survive the merger, uh, and I had no doubt that Fantastic Four and the X Men would be rebooted. Uh, I know a lot of people were holding out hope shit happens, and <laughs> we there never there was no way they were gonna make that universe part of it. There just wasn't. They had they want to do their own thing. They probably have their own ideas of what they want to do with the X Men. Deadpool will more or less be its own thing. Uh, maybe there'll be some type of crossover in the future, but as of right now, I think Deadpool will probably stand on, stand alone in its own pocket um, for the time being. So this all makes complete and total sense to me. Um, New Mutants. Uh, yeah, I, I think I agree. I mean, at this point, uh, if it's not done, if they haven't even started post, you know, like those extra sh- whatever shots they, that they needed to do or whatever the fuck is wrong with it, um, 
I would say definitely probably just drop it on Hulu whenever you fucking feel like dropping it on Hulu. I'll watch it when it comes out. Um, it's obviously not going to – it's not a priority anymore. Uh, I think it's fitting that the last Fox movie be an X-Men movie so uh, in theaters. So uh, probably it's probably better off just falling in, in line uh, in a, on, on a streaming service. Absolutely. And the craziest thing is, Joel, like – because I, I was telling Tia and AJ this morning, because they were like, well, you, you did have a trailer for New Mutants that got everyone hyped. And I was like, but they did reshoots. So we don't even know if anything that was in that trailer is going to be in the movie. Um, so it's like, that can't be what hypes me, because I didn't even know if the seal is the same, if anything is the same. So it's like, just hold off, get everything done, release it on Hulu or, or Disney Plus, And then, like I said, limited theater uh, release. And then that's it. I mean, because honestly, now that Fox doesn't own this anymore, it's like it's not necessarily a loss on, on your end, really. Um, the, the money you could have possibly made, I'm pretty sure the $80 billion that Disney just, just paid you to buy these properties will more than make up for it. So you're not even taking, like, a huge loss on it. And Disney at this point could care less if it makes money or doesn't make money. Um, they have no interest in going forward with these characters anyway. So it's like it's right. – it's it, just cut the ties. That's why I originally said when you laughed at me, Joel, like throw it in the garbage because it's like at this point, yeah. no one's necessarily uh, losing money. I don't <laughs> agree with like that, though. Crappy. Money was spent. People's work is done. I think it should be released. I don't believe throwing it in the trash is the right, <laughs> right idea. Fair enough. Jane, uh, mm. I want to go to you next. Um, the whole Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, again, to be expected. X-Men and Fantastic Four rebooting. Um but I most importantly want to know your thoughts, again, since I'm going to ask you, Nick, on what they should do with New Mutants. Do you agree with me and Joel, or do you think it should still, once it's finished, have a huge theatrical release? Well, I I mean, I don't think it needs a theatrical release. Uh, you know, if, if the plans were possibly to scrap it all together, I would much prefer them to put it on the Disney Plus app if that's an option. You know, some I really like the cast that they obtained for that. I would definitely, I would never want that to get scrapped because it was a cool concept. <clears throat> I had a horror movie vibe. And here's the thing, you know, with some of the cast members, I know that a lot of them are, you know, bigger up uh, in, in films. Uh, I forgot what her name is. Is it Bella Thorne? She's making a lot of stuff now. Um, but either way, what, what I'm trying to say is that they have avenues of success outside of it, but if it gets really good uh, reception on Disney plus. Maybe it's a potential for them to invest another movie or maybe a series or something. Um, If that means that outside of Deadpool, this is the only franchise that kind of has a wink of success from the original Fox stuff. Cool. I I could definitely see that. I didn't think anything else was getting made. I don't know about Gambit anymore with Channing Tatum, but I mean, that might sound appealing. Um, I mean, I just hope that they work with people. I know that, um, the uh, Doctor Doom movie. I forgot the name of the uh, the dude who did uh, Legion. Noah Hawley. Noah Hawley. Thank you. Um, maybe maybe even Kevin Feige's working with him was like, hey, you know, we don't necessarily need you to do a Doctor Doom movie, but here's something else for you. Maybe even including the Fantastic Four to some extent. You know, I know that Kevin Feige uh, and everyone over at Marvel know what they're doing with this. So if, if, if they're saying, hey, we're going to bring over Deadpool, he'll be his own thing, awesome. Uh, you know, we might, uh, we're going to release New Mutants, which is good because, I mean, it was made. So I'd like to see the end result of it. 
you know, but we might put right. on the streaming app. Awesome. I'm down for that too. And everything else is getting mm-hmm. scrapped and redone. Okay. I completely expected that. So it's kind of like how I'm expecting a wrap up of the X-Men movies with dark Phoenix. I'm expecting everything to be restarted outside of Deadpool just from the beginning. Right. Yeah. I, w- I will agree with you in a sense of it, it's a nice cast. And again, my issue isn't with the movie. It's just the standpoint of, I just kind of feel like once you begin to second guess yourself, I then get nervous, um, and they've done it more yeah. than once. So it, it's just one of those things where it's just like my interest level is 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 what reacted to the idea of just scrapping it. And I get you and Joel's point. I, I completely do. That's why I first said just release it on a streaming service in limited theaters. Um, but it's just like whenever you see someone doubt themselves, it's like someone's cooking dinner. And you're like, everything all right in there? And they're like, I think so. It's like you immediately begin to think, I don't know if I want to eat this food. Like, you sound nervous. So that's immediately <laughs> what I thought. I was just like, you don't really feel confident with your end result, and that makes me nervous. Just don't give it to me. But I do get you guys' point. A lot of hard work went into it a lot of times. It is a good cast. Um, so it still needs and to I be was- the light of day. I was referring to Anya Taylor-Joy. I don't know why Bella Thorne came out of my mouth earlier. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. They both, they both are very, very, very nice to look at. So maybe that was why. Um, <laughs> Pretty lady! Jesus Christ, Juwan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I was just saying, maybe that was why. Um, but, again, I do want to reiterate that I do understand where uh, Dane, you and Joel are coming from. But, Nick, I'm going to go to you. Your thoughts on the obvious news, uh, I don't know if you need me to repeat it again, but the biggest thing I want to know is your thoughts on what should happen with New News. I, honestly, I'm with you, man. I think they should just fucking shelve it. Just, like, I, and here's my reasoning. Um, you're getting I, – I, I know that, like, us as fans, like, diehard fans will be like, yeah, I mean, like, it was obviously a Fox thing – and it happened through the merger, and they, they just released it and whatever. Um, but, like, I, you know, you still have a reputation to upkeep if you're Disney, and now that it's in your hands, I I would just look at it and be like, it, if it is as bad as they say it is, I would just be like, dude, we're just not going to release it. Like, we don't need to make money off that. We, I mean, the, why does Disney need to make money off it? Um, and, and so I'm, I'm, I'm not coming from like the fans' perspective. I'm coming more from like Disney's perspective. Like, just fuck it. Like, just like lock that shit in a vault and never let it see the light of day. Um, if it, if it is indeed as bad as like what we've been led to believe, um, Wait, who I'm cares? Confused. Like, what, what have we led about? to believe? Where, where, where are the rumors? Uh, maybe I missed that in the conversation. Dude, it's been rumored to be, like, not good. Like, they've had to do multiple reshoots. Um, like, they, it, it's, it has gone through a lot yeah, of original, Is this one of those situations rumor, where they went through reshoots so everyone said, oh, it's got to be bad? Or no, 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 no. Actually the original, no, the original rumor, again, rumor, was Fox was very unhappy with right. um, where they were with the movie. And that was one of the reasons they were asking for them to go and so, do reshoots. So with that, and then let it me became, clarify. Go let ahead, me I'm sorry. clarify then to, to put Dane's mind at ease. Um, if, if it's bad, 
I would just shelve it. If it's not bad, fine. Like, yeah, fucking put it out there and, like, let people judge it for what it is. Fine. Um, but, like, if it is bad, then I, I don't know why you would want to release it. I mean, you like you didn't invest the money into it. You invested the money into buying, uh, you know, the 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 share of this franchise, um, you know, for various reasons. Um, like, but like you didn't invest the money into to making the movie. It's not like you're worried about like losing the money that you invested. You didn't invest it. So, like, from a from a standpoint of if it's a shitty movie, if you can like look at it and say like this is this is not a very good movie. Like, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't do it. I'd just be like, fuck it. Like, we're just not even going to release this. it. I've heard worse things from Dark Phoenix than I heard anything from New Mutants. That and is that movie. Well, and that's another that thing. Like, I would, <laughs> I would, I would, I would contemplate doing the same thing for that movie. Like, I just, I, I don't, though. The, I, I don't, I don't understand what Disney would have to gain. Um, Via releasing a like a bad movie that that their name would now be on when they didn't actually make the movie, um, and that's my only thing. Like, don't get me wrong, I want to see it for just for my own personal, um, you know, perspective. Like, there's movies that I like uh, that that like a shit ton of people don't like. Um, in fact, last night I watched uh, Jupiter Ascending uh, again. And I was like, I like this movie. I really do. So do I, I like Nick. it. So I, do I. I I I understand why people don't like it. Um, I understand the hate that it gets. Uh, but like personally, for me, I enjoy it. I don't think it's a a, a, a very good movie, or definitely not a great movie. Um, but I I think it gets a little more um, uh, hate than it deserves. Uh, but nevertheless, like I, I enjoy it. I think it's it 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 does it for me personally. Um, right. But you know, it, it, like let's say you're you're Disney in the sense of you watch Jupiter Ascending and like uh, you know you have fifteen or twenty board members and like ten percent of them think. Yeah, it's all right. And then the other ninety percent are like, no, this is gonna, we're gonna lose shit ton of money. Like, fuck this. Like, no, um, it could be bad for branding. You know, like if that's the case, like why, why go forward with it? It doesn't make any sense. Like, they're just coming in from a practical standpoint. It just, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think I would just not even release them. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see what you gain from it. If you're Disney, um, well, I, I, and I will say, and to, uh, I mean that's just that's just what I think. You know, I don't. If if you're not going to gain anything from it, then why even bother? Um, it, that's I will say to all, all I'm coming to Joel's to Joel's point of hearing worse things of, of about Dark Phoenix. That is super true. Dark Phoenix is completely done. Like there's there's nothing else they're they're looking to do with that movie. With that movie, they were kind of just like, whatever you have done, that's that's it. Like, put it out. New Mutants, Joe. They're still talking about working on. This. They still aren't aren't satisfied with where they're at with that movie. So it's just like you're not even. You don't have anything like cemented that I could even go. All right, well, cool. Just just drop it. 
So well, I, I think I think it is cemented. I just don't think the studio likes what cemented is. What what is cemented? Because I think right, it is that complete. Was where they I, were just going. I just don't think they're happy with what the end result is. Right. So they may want them to change it, and they were going back and forth with the idea of um, Fox just not being happy with it. Um, so I think Fox might have. They, if they still had it, I think they would have still delayed it. Um, and if that's the case, I now would want to know if Kevin Feige is going in, looking at it, and saying, yeah, just release it. Or if he's saying, no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not like it. So it, it all depends, because it all depends on who whose shoulders it falls on. Um you know, and and I guess like Nick was trying to say, it's one of those things where it's just like if no one likes it, just don't do it. There is no loss. Like that's the biggest thing. We as fans want to see it because we're invested with the idea of the the idea of the characters. We might have really liked the first trailer, but from a business standpoint, if you do cut ties with it, there is absolutely no loss. Like this isn't like if they were filming. Um, like yeah. an MCU movie, and then midway, they're just like, no, nah, I don't like anything. Like, let's just stop it. Like, that's a loss. But this, you gave no money to yeah. them. <laughs> like, yeah. This movie it. definitely got way more um, more talk than it needed. I'll say that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and right, and here, so. too, like, let's be honest. They should have just fucking cut cut their losses and cut ties with the Inhuman series. They should have been like, we're not going to hear this. Like, we're just, we're just not going to do it. Like, it's not happening. It didn't work out the way we wanted to. We're not going to air it. Like, they knew that was going to be bad. Like, nobody watches that and says, this is not going to go over well. Like, uh, that was terrible. it doesn't happen. Yeah, so, I mean, like, and it made it worse. If, if they you look it at it theaters. like that, <laughs> right, and if you For look so, at it so. like that, then, like, like, I, especially given, you know, what I said and what you reiterated, Juwan, like, just fuck it. Like, just don't air it. Just don't even do it. Um, like, and, and again, like, of course, like, you know, we all want to see it, whatever it is, because, uh, you know, we can watch something, and even if it's Iron Fist Season 1, it, unless you're Joel, like, you can be like, well, the, the majority of this sucks, but there's, like, a couple good um, – and I enjoyed, like, this or that. Uh, but, like, nevertheless, like, if, if that's the case, like, dude, just, just don't hear it. Just don't even do it. It, it. it just, again, coming from the studio's perspective, I don't know why you would want to. Um, I don't necessarily hope that's what they do. I just think it's maybe what they should do. Makes makes the most sense, and I will say now that Marvel, I'm not Marvel, Disney owns the characters. Um, we now know we need uh, thirty for thirties for New Mutants. Like we got a new thirty for thirty now. Uh, new Mutants definitely deserves a thirty for thirty. So we can see Jesus what was Christ. going on. Uh, <laughs> I don't need Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, according to THR, it could be. Uh, 2021 or late. That just sounds weird. 2021 or later before we see the first X-Men film from Marvel Studios. Um, also, um, some X-Men-based spinoff films are likely to never be made at Disney. X-Force, X-23, Multiple Man, and Kitty Pride seem to be uh, the names that pop up. No mention of Gambit, so um, we could see Channing Tatum's film still debut. Um, possibly, I 
doubt it. Um, but I do not think X-23's name being on there, I don't see that as a shock, mainly because we haven't even done Wolverine yet. <laughs> so, like, I think fans think now that they own it again, they'll take the little girl, make an X-23 movie. No, I think Disney and Feige are thinking, dude, I haven't even given you Wolverine yet. You don't even know mutants exist in the MCU yet, and you think I'm, like, worried about giving you X-23 already? So those movies aren't necessarily a shock. I think X-Force, if I had to pick something that's shocking, is the most shocking out of that, because that means that you're just going to do a Deadpool 3, not an X-Force movie, Um, which is fine, but um, I think X-Force is the entirety of what that second movie was building on. Um, so to do a third one, it's like, ah, forget that. We're, we're moving on to something else. Um, but, Dane, I want to start with you. Your thoughts on um, the wait being two years before we see something X-Men related um, mm-hmm. from the MCU, and then the idea of those spinoffs likely to never be made, um, and Gambit still on that life rafter out there in the middle of the ocean. What I mean is about to drown. Um, yeah, 2021, I saw people freaking the fuck out about this. Like, outrage that's going to be that long after they finally grab Fox. <laughs> it's like, Dumb minus time. the fact that so many employees of the company now, to, you know, even though they have large severance packages, uh, are unemployed. Damn it, it's going to be two years before we get the fucking X-Men. But um, I think that's actually a perfect time. Um, I wouldn't start putting too much into it. I would kind of just sprinkle stuff uh, because Marvel, um, it's kind of a perfect timing for some of these X-Men characters to be introduced and to start Spider-Man because those are actually some of your most popular characters within the comics and some of your popular characters that you've established, they're getting towards the end of their runs or at least those actors playing them. So in the meantime, get some of those other franchise going. I, I like what they have in place. You know, I, I like that they're doing the Eternals and they're trying a lot of different things. And uh, I don't, it's kind of like Guardians uh, 3 coming out later on uh, from James Gunn. I don't need it necessarily right away. You know, Marvel's smart about getting enough stuff on their schedule to put out, you know, at least extremely fun films, if not great films. So um, same thing goes for this. As far as I didn't think a lot of these were going to get made anyways. X-23, I didn't need a sequel to Logan. I thought the girl was great. You know, it kind of sucks. Multiple Man, another one. I thought it was a cool concept. Didn't think it was going to get made. Kitty Pride. Um, X-Force, here's the thing. I think they're going to try to see what they can do with a third Deadpool from them and some, you know, with them in charge, basically, and see if they can still make money off of him, you know. And if they can, maybe X-Force can be a possibility down the road you know, bringing back Josh Brolin, even though he played Thanos, and that's kind of fucking weird, uh, to play Cable and do that, maybe go down that route. But right now they just want to say, all right, let's try out Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool as a part of the MCU somewhat, maybe not, you know, just be super meta and see what they can do with it, just, you know, being Disney now in charge of it. As far as Channing Tatum as Gambit, the only thing I'd say is that, you know, don't count it out 100% because Channing Tatum is a – you know, pretty decently known actor. So if they think that they can get a good story and kind of incorporate it, just like I said about Noah Hawley, you know, if they see talent, maybe they'll try to work with that and try to incorporate it and make it their own. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but I mean, if you want to be optimistic about it, I guess that's the way to think about it. Kevin Feige knows what the fuck he's going to do with all these characters. It's all, it's all laid out, I believe. 
Right, and I think I the, the biggest thing with these Fox editions uh, that have just come over, like the biggest thing about Feige is that he lays the groundwork for everything. So, of course, it's not going to be, yeah, bring Noah Hawley in to do Doctor Doom. Like, I haven't even introduced the Fantastic Four yet. Like, it doesn't mean that I won't use him. It just means that I'm nowhere near ready to use that character. So when I get to that point, sure, we can revisit it. Same as uh, Gambit and, and so on and so forth. So it doesn't mean that all these properties, all these ideas or directors that might want to do these won't happen. It just means, dude, nothing has been set up yet. Like, <laughs> like if, if like Joel was kind of uh, saying to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Joel, uh, the hmm. Eternals could set up mutants. So if that does yeah. that, then you slowly start to enter the world of mutants. You slowly start to hear what, you know, they've been doing this entire time. Then you can work in an X-Men movie, Gambit, and so on and so forth. So not the end of the world. It just means hold your horses. Because a lot of us back in 2010 never thought we'd see Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Guardians, everything no. that we've seen now. So <laughs> just hold your horses. Uh, but, Joel, I'll go to you next. Your thoughts on the um, potential canceled spinoff films. Um, again, Gambit being uh, in a life raft in the middle of the ocean, and then us waiting about two years or possibly even later before we see our first X-Men film. Uh, again, not really super surprising. Um, everything is pretty much starting from scratch. They have control, and uh, they'll probably end up splitting up characters and, and, and properties and depending on where they want to use them on television and the movies and uh, a lot of those characters they have they didn't come up with those ideas they didn't discuss those deals so uh it's not for them to keep it so they're going to start from scratch so if they did talk to noah about possibly keeping and doing something with dr doom in the future that'd be great because what he's a good talent if they did talk with channing and say like, hey maybe we could work something out in the future uh with gambit Totally. I'm fine with that because I've been waiting for Gambit for like ever, it feels like. <laughs> um, but it's not necessary and I don't necessarily, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to play out that way. Not for me at least, you know, now that they're, now that it's home, I, I don't care. As long as they're, they do it right. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. And I, I have all the trust in the world that they, they know what they're doing with their own property. So I'm very excited to see how Feige uh, uses uh, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and hopefully, obviously uh, p- properly. Um, when it comes to what was the other one? What were we talking about? The canceled, from, uh, the canceled spinoff. No, no, you're fine. The canceled spinoff, X Force, X Twenty Three, Multiple Man, Kitty Pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those. I, I like I said, it's it just obviously that those are obviously not going to stay. I mean, I, I didn't I like like Dane was saying. I had no. Uh, it was never 100 percent certain that those were ever going to get made, especially once we we heard that the deal was going to happen. It's different. I was actually excited when I heard all about all that when Fox still owned them and it was separate. But now that it, once the merger was happening, like, well, that's all the motherfuckers are doomed at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically how uh, that's how I looked at it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. I I have no doubt in my mind that uh, Disney knows what it wants to do with these characters. The game was saying. Uh, and I, I I can't wait to see where it goes next. And the whole idea about the release date, like, uh, not release date, but, like, we might first see X-Men in maybe 2021. I'd be surprised if it's even that soon. Uh, maybe they'll start inkling. We'll probably get ideas. Or they'll probably tease certain things about both X-Men stuff, Fantastic Four stuff by then. Uh, but 
I would I'd be surprised if we got a full fledged movie by twenty twenty one. Definitely later, obviously, but twenty twenty one might be a little too soon. But we'll see because they definitely have a couple movies already uh, going. You know what I mean? And I will say a lot of these characters that a, a lot of the the fans want them to kind of rush into. Also, remember mm-hmm. a few of the directors who are doing sequels right now, like writing their sequels have actually mm-hmm. inquired about, in the past, about using these Fox characters that they weren't allowed to use, obviously, before. Right. Um, so it opens the door to so much. You might get an introduction of Doom through Black Panther. You might get an introduction right, right, right. of, you know, you know of, of, of Silver Surfer and Doctor Strange. Like, you might get all of these things. So it's like, right. again, hold your horses. These directors are fans also, and they are just as excited to have these characters as we are. Also, also, one very important thing. We just got James Gunn back in Marvel, and he now has the rights to use any of the Fox uh, cosmic characters. So, yeah, (laughs) let's go. You know, it's going to be fun. I'm just saying, I could 100% see... Well, I mean, he's already got a script, though. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I mean, in in terms of, like, teases and... You know, he's already. It was rumored that he might do stuff in the future, overseeing co- the cosmic future of the Marvel universe. So before that, yeah, there was yeah, there was something sure. in place. Now, after he got fired, like, well, that's kind of fucked. And now he's back. So hopefully, that's all still back on the table. Very true. Yeah, I could a hundred percent see Kevin Feige and James Gunn like twirling their evil mustaches at the idea of like a galactic <laughs> tease or a Silver Surfer tease right. at the end of um, Guardians Three. So it, it it's possible. So I'm just saying, relax. Um, but Nick, your thoughts on um, it being 2021 or later before we see our first X-Men film and the spinoffs of X-Force, X-23, Multiple Man, and Kitty Pride, um, pretty much being no-goes. Um, and the idea of Gambit kind of being iffy for right now. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. I, I, I guess in the grand scheme of things, like, would you really expect us to get a, an X Men movie before 2021? Um, I don't think no. That is way would. too fast. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it 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 just wouldn't make sense. So right. Um, the fact that that is their timetable, like uh, uh, their approximate timetable, like just makes sense to me. I I I would like, to, I would hope that we could get something in 2021. Like that would be mm-hmm. the optimal time period. Um, to like work in these characters, um, so like hopefully we do get that. Uh, but anything before that, like I mean, the deal just fucking closed. Uh, yeah. like, you you got to put like things into production and get things ready and all that. Like you're not gonna get anything before then. So like it doesn't. It's not a shock to me or anything. Um, but you know, as far as them canceling all of these other sort of, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even call them like uh, franchise staples because they're, they're more just like um, ideas that Fox was like going with. And like, not to, like, not to, you know, downgrade those. Cause I mean, I did like a lot, like Joel said, I liked a lot of what they were like kicking around, um, but they were mm-hmm. just kicking around shit, you know, like, <laughs> And it's it's it, it doesn't mean that Marvel won't like tackle these. Um, they may be totally different. They may have totally different visions and everything else. But you know, I mean, I think ultimately um, we'll get a, a lot of interesting things uh, from 
you know, Feige uh, with these characters. Um, I would love to see Noah Hawley um, involved in the MCU. I wouldn't hold my breath for it just because I kind of feel like he's a little too out there for them. I feel like they they went down that that road with Edgar Wright, and it, it didn't work out. And they're you know they they're kind of like yeah maybe that kind of um, that kind of director who has a like super specific vision um, isn't our cup of tea, um, and that would be disappointing because I mean I think all of us were super excited to see a Noah Hawley. Doctor Doom movie, like that would just be fucking awesome, um, but like that's not where we are now. So like you have to take the good with the bad, um, and you know the the bad obviously being like we may not get a Noah Hawley Doctor Doom movie, but the good being like that we now have Doctor Doom in the hands of uh, Kevin Feige, and we all trust Kevin Feige to make you know the right decisions. Uh, with that kind of character, so um, ultimately, I don't know. I I just think that uh, the the pros far outweigh the cons here, uh, and you know the fact that we're not going to get all of these various spinoff movies is not that big of a deal. We're going to get a lot of really cool movies uh, in the future, and if we don't get like you know, I've said this from the beginning. If we don't get like a storm movie. We'll get Storm in a Black Panther movie. Um, if we don't mm-hmm. get a Rogue movie, we'll get Rogue in a Captain Marvel movie. Um, if you know, we'll, we will get a, a Wolverine movie, but um, if we don't get that like out the gate, we're gonna get Wolverine involved in 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 some kind of uh, movie uh, to set him up. Uh, so you know, I'm not I'm not really not worried about it. I think we're gonna get a lot of great. Uh, movies coming out from this, and you know, I wouldn't expect us to get them before 2021. That seems like a reasonable uh, time period, um, and I honestly think like they might be later than that. Like, I mean, we we forget like Marvel's already got a timeline that they've like built up, and 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 of course, Feige's always planning ahead and everything. Um, but it's one thing to write like two scripts for Civil War, one where you get Spider-Man and one where you don't. Um, it's another thing to like be like, hey, we're gonna write a whole new script for this character. Like that's a totally different thing. Um, now that doesn't mean they haven't had somebody working on you know various scripts. Maybe they have, um, but you know, I I think it's um, foolish to think that we would get. Um, any of these uh, Fox properties sooner than 2021. If it's sooner than 2021, I would like for the um, someone to investigate this deal because then that means he, he knew this deal was going to go down like around when it first was, was talked about um, and then started working from then. Um, and I think so if I would, anything, it'll be Fantastic Four. I think if anything, I agree. If we get like a – yeah, if we get like a like a late 2020 – uh, Fox property movie, it'll be Fantastic Four. And it'll be because they um, had been working on a deal way prior to the Fox merger deal um, to like reacquire Fantastic Four. Because, I mean, we, we obviously know that um, 
they at one point were, were trying to get the rights to Silver Surfer um, and Galactus and were, you know, willing to give up uh, the Daredevil rights and, you know, all that jazz, all that, you know, um, inner working conversation. Um, if, right. if there were one thing, I, w- I would think it would be that. Uh, that that makes the most sense to me, and I still think the first the first like feature uh, movie we're gonna see um, is gonna be Fantastic Four. It's not gonna be X Men. It's gonna be Fantastic right. Four. Yeah, yeah, should be. I I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Very much definitely should. should. It's been forever. <laughs> it's been uh, a Fantastic Four movie. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it makes the most sense. But like I said, a lot of these characters. Don't worry. These directors want to use these characters. They're going to find out. They're going to find their way to it. I just heard not too long ago, Kugler still wants Craven. He still wants to inquire about Craven. So it's like if Sony kind of lends them Craven, it then starts to open up so much more. But, again, we won't know anything specifically on Sony and uh, Disney's relationship until we find out if they renew Spider-Man. Once they renew Spider-Man, it's ball game. It, 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 it's open. Uh, for anything, really. Um, so that's going to be really interesting to see that in itself. But, yeah, Fantastic Four should be the first property that, um, excuse me, uh, Marvel looks to do out of these Fox assets. And remember, Kitty Pride 100% could still be a show on Disney+. Plus. Like, that's not something that has to be a movie. Um, that's true. So, I mean, it, 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 a door is open for a lot of this stuff. Again, there's no door being shut. It's just saying, movie-wise, no. They probably don't have any, like, <laughs> notions of wanting to do movies on these. But Kitty Pryde would make for a great show um, on the Disney+. Plus. Um, and I am curious, with this deal being sealed, does it change a little bit, the Scarlet Witch show? Um, in the sense of, do we maybe start to get some mention or rumblings of mutants through that show? Um, especially, again, if the um, the Eternals opens the door for mutants. Because um, now that Magneto is home, I kind of do want a mention of Scarlet Witch, like, meeting Magneto, whether or not you're saying that's, that's her dad or not, just that interaction, just to see it on screen um, would be great. So, so many possibilities, so much to do. Kevin Feige is the guy that you have to trust. Um, it is just nothing else to say. Trust him. Um, excuse me. I did, before we uh, start the wrap-up, want to mention um, huge shout-out to Amelia Clark. I meant to do this at the beginning of the show. Um, the report came out that she was going through, I believe it was Joel two aneurysms that she had had. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I believe it was during the time of Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, I think it was season two or season three, some shit. Yeah. Huge shout out to her, uh, super brave woman, super strong woman. Like, that is not something that's easy to just uh, come out no. on the other side of. Um, mm-hmm. So, huge shout out to her. I hope she's past um, all the, uh, you know, everything that caused that or whatever might be the case. Um, and we got Amelia Clark for the long haul. Still want a solo sequel. So, you know, we need Amelia Clark. <laughs> um so huge congrats to her on that for surviving it, getting past it, and, you know, giving us the best version of Amelia Clark that we could ask for in, uh, in Game of Thrones and Solo. Um, that I also wanted to mention, shout out to Fandango for the um, special screening of Shazam. Me and Joel loved it. 
Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Tia. She actually got to interview one of the cast members, Jill Vaughn uh, Armand, um, from the Shazam movie. Really good interview. And fun fact, the kid loves to show the flash. Um, so that's always nice. really cool to hear. Um, so that was a really cool interview. Excuse me. Um, I wanted to make sure I said those before we entered our last topic because I was definitely going to forget. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I want to go really quickly uh, to you guys for the um, this last topic. Uh, according to the rap, um, um, Umberto himself also, uh, Noah Centineo is in talk Centineo. for Masters. Say it again, Joel. Centineo. Thank you. Uh, is in talks to join Masters of the Universe as He-Man. Um, yeah, okay. And also, Masters of the Universe is still eyeing a July 15th production start date and looks to wrap around October 18th in Prague. Dane, I want to start with you because I haven't heard from you in a while. Are you even looking forward to a He-Man movie? Does this excite you at all that it's really gaining traction? Uh, the thing is, I mean, under certain circumstances, I might be looking forward to a He-Man movie, but it, who is directing this? Does anyone know? Is it still McG? No, not McG. I don't remember who, though. Okay, great. Well, that's the thing. It's I, I'm a big fan of uh, Collider Live and um, just Schmoes. And um, Christian Harloff, when he worked for Silver Pictures, tried to get Warner Brothers to make a He-Man movie that was going to be very Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars, in essence. And this sounds like it's going to be a Disney movie version of that. So uh, that's the whole thing is if you can fucking pull it off, if you're going to make it cheesy as shit, no. And nothing against a kid. I don't know him. He's pretty much an unknown. And I think Umberto in the same exact article brought the fact that, you know, Richard uh, Donner wanted Sylvester Stallone to play Superman and – that ended up working out, and he had some other big names in mind, and then he went with this lanky, tall kid that put on a crap load of muscle and ended up being, you know, what everyone associates with playing Superman on the big screen with Christopher Reeves. Now, I'm not saying that he could do that, but the kid doesn't bother me. It's whoever the fuck gets to direct this, and if it's someone that's going to pull out a fucking turd, then, yeah, I'm not looking forward to it, but we'll have to wait to see what happens exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the directors are Aaron and Adam Nee. I don't know who they are. I just know those are the directors. But that's Nee. I was about to make that same I will joke. Say, <laughs> I will say, Jane, to your point, this is a special project, mainly because He-Man is a show that, you know, visually could be a really good movie. Um, is something that visually could look really cool. But it also doesn't have much meat on the potatoes as far as being a really good story. So you need guys that can write yeah. this to make it super entertaining because visuals will not be what saves this movie. It has to have Pretty a much. strong story. Um, Word. So that is the most important thing. Um, but Nick, very quickly, your thoughts on the idea of a He-Man movie. You, you excited about this? Yeah, kind of. I mean, not really. But I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't care. Fair enough. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Joel, your thoughts? Uh, you excited for a He-Man movie? Uh, I'm not a big He-Man guy, so not exactly. But I, I am excited at the idea of what one could look like. So, so I was excited, and then they casted this dude, and I'll give him a chance. But he's definitely not the first thing 
I thought of when I think of He-Man based on my knowledge of He-Man. Uh, so yeah. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I, I, I can't wait to see what they do with it. But, yeah, I need to see what? more. <laughs> What's the most important thing from Stranger Things 2? Like that, that well, guy. There you go. Darcy Montgomery. That's who I yeah, thought would be great. That Kareem yeah. Montgomery, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, just get um, just get Chris Hemsworth's shitty actor of a brother, uh, fucking Liam, to do it while he's not banging uh, yeah. Miley Cyrus. You there know? you go. Very true. Very movie. true. But I will he's say, stone face. I will say the biggest thing is He Man is somewhat like Shazam in the sense of it is a smaller guy turning into a much larger guy. So just right. to see how Prince, that Prince how Adam. that pulls off. Right? Are you they going did a to terrible job He-Man? with that with the cartoon? He looked exactly Very the same. True. So. To me, I would be fine if you're just saying, like, once he holds the sword and, and says that he has the power, like, he just gets, like, a little bit more brolic rather than you changing the actor into, like, this huge buff actor. But we'll see. Hmm. Regardless, That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. But regardless, <laughs> Nick, Dane, Joel, thank you guys for joining me for another episode of Geek Vibes Live. Thank you, Geek Vibes Nation. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Oh, next week is WrestleMania. But we will still have a show. (laughs) But we will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Peace. Peace.